This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The countdown is on. The fixtures are out. The pre-season schedule is set. Players are arriving. It feels like Mansfield Town are coming back. And as the players are set to come back, so are we. We're delighted to be back to kickstart Series 5 of the podcast to talk about fixtures, pre-season schedules, new arrivals, almost new arrivals, and a lot, lot more in between. As always, we want you guys to have your say on your team in the comments, so feel free to get involved now and have your say on your team. The clock is ticking ever closer towards the first pre-season friendly in just 17 days time. The start of the Skybet League 2 season, 42 days away as we speak on this Saturday. Absolutely everybody is counting down. We can't wait and we just hope that Boris and his pals don't restrict us once more. Fingers crossed we can go and follow the journey from start to finish. And that journey for us here on Mansfield Matters starts right now. It's the pre-season medical. It's a time to check in. It's a time to catch up. It's a time to have your say on your team. Why? Because Mansfield matters. realised that I said July in the start of the intro and it's actually June so there you go the podcast is off to a good start and we're all back and running like it usually is Nathan Edge 
Oh, good afternoon. Yeah, welcome, welcome to July, everyone. We've, uh, we're in the <laughs> we've future. Skipped a month. Um, we, we, what is it? Series five, and we've continuing the way we've always been. What, what else could anybody expect? I mean, I was just checking that people were paying attention. To be fair, so there you go. Um, it feel, feels like a, I mean, it feels even a long time since we sat down as a three to do a normal podcast. But I spoke to Nathan a couple of weeks ago when we did the Adam Rundle episode. That went down very, very well. But we've not caught with Cam for a while. Who? When we logged on to this uh, Skype call, looked like he was sat in a toilet and has since, <laughs> since I put the, the, the block graphic on to, to, to the loading graphic, has since moved his laptop. Cam, were you sat in a toilet, yes or no? No, I wasn't. You were. You don't lie to me. I you wasn't, were. no. I, I am, I am in, in Sheffield at my partner's and um, she's got a like a mirrored effect wardrobe, so it looks like that sort of thing but we're definitely not you were definitely sat on a toilet with a toilet roll behind you i'm not joking i'm yeah, not I making mean, this up what sort of wardrobe has a flusher on it like let's be honest exactly if anyone's full of it here it's you pay so <laughs> don't start chirping I can't believe you just used my joke against me that is terrible i know i'm, I'm disappointed <laughs> that you didn't get it in before i know you, were, you, were, you opened the door and that. allowed him to get that 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 in so there you go. I mean, it's great, isn't it? I mean, the reason I think I said July in the at the start is because in my head that's where I want it to be, because Nathan Edge. That is when all the action kicks off again, and you know, hopefully, we'll be there to to follow the journey. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're, we're counting down the the days and the hours now, aren't we? So, um, I mean, the people that you, the song you played, just people on the who listen on the audio, I don't think they hear it, do they? Because it's just for the facebook live no no they won't they were they, uh, oh, no no that audio no they won't hear that now they just no, hear that's it what i mean but that, that but basically that what they will hear is me getting the month wrong yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. no, no but obviously you've played so you played for those that did, didn't hear that live on facebook um the the song when stags come out i don't even know i can't remember what it's called it's now. called on the ball <laughs> that one yeah that what a what a soundtrack that is i mean I'm a bit disappointed that wasn't our intro for the podcast, to be honest. I thought I was waiting for you to come in and be like, welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, but no. I mean, uh, you to be honest. with the old one. To, no, I did. Did I? Oh, yeah, I did on this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, because I've changed computers um, since we last spoke. I've got a new computer, which is rubbish. Should have stuck with the old one. Waste of money. Um, I've got a double screen set up. I've got a whole room here. So, you know, you can actually come over now, Nate, now that, you know, we're allowing people indoors. We can do, I've got a big telly on the wall to join Cam virtually and all of that stuff. Um, and I've loaded some new tracks on there and I was listening through to a few of them earlier and I, I bottled playing a new one. Because if I played a new one and then didn't like it in a month, I'd have to stick with it for the whole series. But <laughs> do you know what? On the ball is a good, I think that's a good call actually for, for the intro song for the rest perfect. of the series. What do you think, yeah. Cam? You, are you going for that? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a bit long, so whether you might have to do a little bit of uh, tinkering, but um, to to get it to a normal intro level. But I, I'm I'm in favour. I think we start a vote right now. It's actually shorter than the the intro I actually used. The intro I used is two thirty six. <laughs> that one's two ten. So there you go. We're perfect. Right, let's talk about the stags before everyone just uh, disappears and thinks why are these two have why is these three having a catch up. They can do this in their own time. Absolutely spot on. Let's talk uh, fixtures, um, all pre-season, all players. Where do you want to start, Cam? Hopefully players. Uh, yeah, let's go with players first. Good choice! Although, I, I do understand why you think it's July. Because we're signing players and we're talking about pre-season. 
So that's probably why. Yeah, do you know? Uh, do you know what? That's totally it. Totally it. It's not. No, <laughs> that's what we're going with. But yeah. Um, Shall we talk about players coming in or players nearly coming in first? Because Let, it's, uh, it's going to be a long old uh, I think story for some of them. What we should do, I think we should give everybody an update. Because, you know, there will be some people, very few, but there will be, be a, a, a small minority of people that are watching this podcast with no idea of who we've signed so far or what business we've done. So I think that's the, the, the good thing to do. I think that's a, a good thing to do, which should be to, uh, yeah, uh, to go through those. So, so far... We have got, what, five, six signings through the door, plus a couple of contracts extensions um, as well. So, Elliot Hewitt, who's a defender. Uh, Danny Johnson, uh, striker. Stephen Quinn has signed on a permanent. Uh, Ollie Hawkins uh, has signed as well, another striker. And then we've got two goalkeepers in on loan, Nathan Bishop and George Shelby. And uh, we've also extended the contracts of Keaton Ward and uh, Jaden Charles. So the squad's coming together nicely as well. Also on the other other end of things, uh, Marek Steck and Corey O'Keefe remain transfer listed. Uh, although he's not officially transfer listed, Nigel Clough has also said that role in many essay uh, looks like he will be leaving um, as well. So uh, I'm sure we'll see a few more players coming in before the start of pre-season. But I think the main news there is we expected Stephen Quinn to come in Nath um, anyway, and we wanted that deal done. So we'll talk about that later. But I think the two critical ones so far for me are the two front men in uh, in Johnson and um, Hawkins, and the two goalkeepers. Slightly surprising that they're both loan deals. Let's start with the goalkeepers. Uh, firstly, looks like he'll be first choice. Uh, Nathan Bishop on a season-long loan from Manchester United. Yeah, not only has he got a, a superb first name, so uh, he's already got one point in uh, in my book for that. But um, yeah, like I say, we probably didn't expect a, a permanent coming in, certainly for first choice keeper. But I, I, I can't, I, I highly doubt there'd be a recall option in there for for him, especially when it's Manchester United. It's unlikely they're going to need him, are they? So um, I expect that to be a proper full season long loan. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean it's. He's obviously young. Uh, he's been coached at a one of the, the you know basically the highest level you can really get. You know, certainly when he's been training in amongst the, the first team. So learning from the likes of David David de Gea and um, Henderson as well. So that's going to bode him well. And he's also got a bit of uh, you know league experience and a league above. So a South End fans rate him quite highly, saying he he's one with. A lot of potential, so I'm very excited to see how he uh, how he gets on this season. Are you fearful? You know what? Go on, Cam. There is Go on. one thing that is there is one thing that is bothering me about Nathan Bishop, and that is the fact that he's not going to be with us for pre-season, or at least a fair chunk of it. So yeah. With, David, with Man United, David De is out with Spain in the Euros. They're not going to be back until at least the middle of July, even if they get knocked out. You know, I know they're already out, but they're not going to be back for a while. Dean Anderson's injured. And they're going to get rid of Grant and Romero. So it's like, um, are we actually going to steam during pre-season or are we going to be relying on Shelby and then Mason Campbell? Uh, it, the the uh, article when he signed reads, Bishop will remain with United for the beginning of pre-season, joining up with the Stags at an agreed time ahead of the Skybet League 2 campaign. So I think we'll possibly see him for the last week of pre-season. Is a bit of a concern that because obviously you know you want time training with the, with the squad and everything, but 
uh, it's also understandable and I guess that's why we've brought the other keeper in as well plus even though he is transfer listed we still do have Marek Steck so I'm not overly worried and if he plays one or two games in pre-season and uh, and young Mason Campbell does um, as well I don't see that being too much of an issue my worry Nafe, would be um, if you know, you know, at what point will Bishop actually come to Mansfield? Will he have enough time to to integrate him with the squad? He's a young goalkeeper. We know that young goalkeepers are highly criticised and highly um, watched over, and we know that the the, the key to a good backline and a, a good solid defence is that relationship between goalkeeper and defenders. And, and Bishop looks very very likely to be the number one. Yeah, well, let's, let's hope it's not too late in the in the preseason. So, you know, we are obviously only guessing at this point. Um, so hopefully, we, you know, we might be surprised. It, it might just be, it might be the opposite. It might be away for the first week or two and then have a good few weeks joining up. But we, we obviously don't know, so time will tell with that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it'll be one of them when the season starts, if he hasn't had long and the, and and if there's a breakdown of communication that we saw so many so on so many occasions last season, um, you know, people will be, you know, we'll be looking at that saying, is, is that why are we, do we need to allow more time for, you know, for, for the relationship to, to build between them? So let's hope that's not the case. Let's hope that, you know, he's, um, let's, he's obviously playing, well, he's at a team at a very high level. So they see a lot in him. Um, let's just hope that his um, characteristics and, uh, you know, abilities when he comes into the team are enough to compensate for that time being away. You know, if he's got well, the say, confidence and able, ability to communicate well, then hopefully that shouldn't be a problem. If he's if he's that if he is that sort of type of player, so obviously it's going to be interesting what they actually want to do with the goalkeeper situation. Depends obviously when Bishop comes in, but obviously we've got quite a few double stack fixtures in July. Obviously mm. Alfred in away on the twenty third of July. Hull away on the 24th of July and yes there'll be different teams and then same with uh, Coventry on the 27th at home and then Batesford away on the 28th away yeah so just got the fixtures on we're, we're going to need the numbers more than anything and it obviously depends on when he's going to come in but yes we do have Steg but if he's not part of our plans is it really worth playing him yeah I agree I mean I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be that happy in seeing Steck take part in pre-season if you know we are looking to, to offload him. Why are we getting him fit for for another well, club and put it, put like him that, in the but... other games, the Alfred and the and the, and the Baseford ones, not the yeah. the main ones where you expect the first eleven to be there for the likes of Hull and, and Coventry. Yeah, that's that's also true. So you, you still do have a duty to give him. I mean, you do want him training because if you just let him basically rot away and not train, then your chances of actually selling him and getting a fee for him are even lower. So you still got to integrate him to a certain extent and, and get him some game time mm. to put him in the shot window even even more if a, if a deal isn't lined up. So, But that I think I wouldn't want to see him in those um, those starting games if he's not going to feature. Yeah, uh, pre-season schedule uh, as follows. Um, Tuesday, the 13th of July, Retford United away. Uh, Friday, the 16th, Matlock away. And then... Uh, Friday the 23rd, Alfreton away, that'll be a Stags 11. Saturday the 24th, Hall City away, 12 noon kickoff. Uh, ticket details will be dependent on um, restrictions, uh, easing and things like that as well. Uh, Tuesday the 27th, Coventry at home, the only home game this pre-season. 
uh, and then Wednesday the 28th against Baseford. There are also friendlies against uh, Grimsby and Nottingham Forest under 23s, uh, which will take place at the RH Academy, which won't uh, be able to be viewed by fans. So a busy pre-season schedule. We'll touch more upon that in a, in a minute. Uh, let's go back to the goalkeeper situation, though. Uh, as always, get your comments coming in. Jim says, our goalkeepers are aged 22, 19 and 17, excluding Steck. Never before have the likes of Perch and Quinn been so important. Yeah, definitely need to, to look at that, um, Cam. I mean... I don't mind having a young goalkeeper, and I think I still believe we've we've made a mistake in, in letting Aiden Stone go, um, and I, I'll continue to to say that. But it is what it is, and we move on. Um, we've also got two very highly rated goalkeepers in on loan. I would like to have a, see us have one permanent. So if Steck does go out, I'd like to see that addressed. But on what Jim says there, you know, it's a very valid point, isn't it? Uh, that experience, especially at the back, is going to be so um, so critical, and. and I think that's actually a prime time to, to maybe mention the name Tom Naylor as well because I think he w was very much being identified to being, to being brought in as that centre-back. Yeah, obviously that was a bit more of a flexible role, more of a holding midfield centre-back rather than a, a, a centre-mid. But it's disappointing because we've got so... Obviously Clufford got these ideas and all these plans and then at the last minute you get the carpet pulled from under your feet and you're back to square one again and you'd probably expect maybe another defender to come in now because I don't think I don't think we've got the flexibility yes we've got um perch but he, he seems to be more of a um, more comfortable at right back than center back when he has played this season uh, last season uh, personally and I, th I would prefer to see him there or at least in a holding midfield role I don't think his best position is center back whilst he can play there but You'd be expecting another centre-back to come in, but it, it is disappointing on the Naylor front. But considering the situations that we had last season, the, the calamitous defending and the communicate the poor defending between the um, communication between the defenders and the goalkeeper, it, it's something I'd rather get addressed quickly and and, and done properly rather than a, a patch and make do and then hope that someone pops up in, say, January, because... That it could, our season could be over by then. It's it's not what we're going to be wanting. We're going to be wanting a strong start, so we need to get the players in, get them singing to the same tune, and 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 get them firing on all cylinders for the seventh of August when the season kicks off. And that's heavily going to be relied on, you know, the amount of chances we create and the goals we put away, Nathan. So far, we've brought in two uh, two front men, uh, which are of course um, Ollie Hawkins and Danny Johnson. Uh, Johnson, uh, prolific goal scorer, uh, Leighton Orient last season, Hawkins uh, with Ipswich um, as well, very much a, a target man, he's Hawkins. Pleased with those acquis acquisitions? Uh, yeah, I mean, they weren't ones that were necessarily on the, on the radar, which uh, in some ways are quite, it's quite nice to see, you know, I think um, Clough knows what he wants, you know, so you look at Ollie Hawkins, for example, he might not come and get you um, you know, 20 goals a season, but I think it's it's more looking at what he can contribute to the team in a, in a different way. So, um, you know, whether it's you know assists or linking up play, hopefully he will fill that gap in a little bit whilst chipping him with a few goals. So, you, know, you look at last season. Yes, we um, obviously shipped a lot of, you know, quite a, a good chunk of goals uh, through through mistakes, which were frustrating. But in the same sort of um, you know, same breath, we was also creating a lot of chances and a lot of games, but never had enough in us to put them away. Whereas if you did, those mistakes wouldn't have 
wouldn't have hurt us as much. So if we can, um, I think Danny Johnson for in particular, he seems to be the one that if he can get the ball into good areas, um, he might be, you know, he looks like one of those players, the poaching type of players that will be in the right place at the right time. There were so many times last season when, you know, Cal Gordon or, or, or Benning or, or somebody else was, um, you know, firing in, one in at the front post. But there was no, you know, Jamie Reid or whoever was, there was nobody there taking that gamble, reading it as it came in. Whereas I think Danny Johnson, so, you know, looks like hopefully he'll be the one that reads the game better and, and is more predatory in those, uh, in those final, in that really, in that final third where it really matters. And yeah. I think one thing that gets that, like, striker's instinct really, really going is the fact that the goals that he scored against us last season, he scored the first goal at uh, Brisbane Road at the start of the season that sparked their comeback. Poacher's goal, it comes off the post, it, it bounces across the area and he's there at the far post to stick it in. His second goal against us at the one call uh, back in April was was from our mistake. He rounds the keeper, he sticks it in. It's something that we've lacked and it's something that he's shown that he can do and, and against us, which is frustrating. But he seems to know where the net is. He's got a good... He seems to have a good like passion about him, a good work rate. And he, he says all the right things. And obviously that's... He, he's confident. And I think that's something that we've maybe lacked last season is strikers with confidence. Yes, Reed and Barry did score, but they just seemed to drift off and they were very very passive in the games they didn't have that hunger and the desire for every game and as a striker you need that because you're there to score goals at the end of the day and but I think talking about Hawkins even he said he's not there to score goals yes he knows where the net is but he's very much uh, a poacher and a target man he, he's there to stick one in at the far post he's there to get on a the end of a, a long throwing or a cross or a corner he, he's is someone you need to be hitting, and especially with the defence like we've got, so it's like Faz Rawson being a bit bigger. You could think from set pieces, you've got to be scoring more. And last season, even though we had a similar sort of build, so like you'd Bowery, Sweeney, Rawson, they just didn't do anything. We just lacked that, lacked that finishing touch from all over the pitch in, in general. It's an interesting one, isn't it? With, with that, um, I, I think we're, we're probably done in the striker front now because. I think we'll still rely heavily on uh, the likes of, you know, George Lapsley, um, Harry Charles. I think if you bought if you well. bought a fifth in, when would you play him? Mm. You've then got five strikers I, plus if, Tyrese. If I was gonna bring in a, a fifth, one thing I probably would look at is is someone with a bit of raw pace. You know, yeah. that's that's probably the only thing really that we're that we're looking that, that we're missing in it that, in that play striker. The music now, isn't it? I'm not going to play the music because it's not. Oh. I haven't it's said not, it. I haven't not said his name. It's not mentioned. Uh, it's not that mentioned. That lad playing championship football next not, season. It's not mentioned any names at all for me to play the CJ music. CJ Elton. <laughs> See, he had it ready though. <laughs> of course, I had it ready. He's always got to have it ready. It's almost as being ready as that bell, wherever that is. Well, we just try it. Galvanise. There we go. Oh, the podcast speaking is of, back, ladies and sorry, gentlemen. We're, we're, we're back. Speaking of galvanised, it seems that um, Mr. Day's been poaching uh, Aidan Stone, and I thought Craig would be. I thought, and I thought, oh, Craig not be happy about that. Him going to a League Two rival. Well, he's he's he signed for Flitcroft anyway. It was a Flitcroft signing, but it just got announced as a Dempster signing. That was all done, and that was all done. Yeah. yeah. There were a few anyway. That's going on a sidetrack. Uh, I want to come to uh, a question which um, uh, which Paul posed. 
How many more players do you guys think we need to bring in before the season starts all over again? Now, there's a difference between what we think we need to bring in and what we will bring in. Um, I was listening back to Nigel Clough earlier. Uh, we'll play a little bit of that in a, in a while. Plus, we'll play uh, a little bit of uh, the new signings as well to get us in the mood for uh, for them putting on the amber and blue. Um, and he, it was an interview from a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, after we signed Danny Johnson, but before we signed the goalkeepers and Ollie Hawkins... He said he wanted to bring in one more strike, which we have done now. He mentioned the two goalkeepers on loan, which we've now brought in. Then the only other one he mentioned was a young defender, um, which obviously this is after we've signed Elliot Hewitt. So there's possibly another defender to uh, to bring in. Personally, I hope that that person can play uh, at left back, uh, left side, because I do rate McLaughlin. Um, but I don't see him as an out-and-out left-back. Like I said last season, I think he's he performed, for, for me, much better on the left-hand side of midfield, pushing up, or in that CDM role when we were playing the diamond. And then the only other left-back option you've got is Jaden Charles, who, unproven so far, and yes, you've got to give players game time to, to allow them to improve themselves. But in, in that key area, um, I would like to see us... Um, you know, sign another player because for me, I, I don't think we've replaced Samal yet. I agree. Um, yeah. I'd, 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 I'd probably say for me, if I'm going to put a number on it, I'd say two or three that we need. Yeah. And the, and the and most important position is, I think, again, we're back at where we've been for the last few seasons where have we really got sufficient cover for that left back, sort of left wing back, left back role, whatever you want to call it. Um, yes, I know. Yes, you 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 want to give Jaden Charles a, a go, but it's hard to put your trust in that because we haven't seen him yet. So that time will tell with that. But McLaughlin, I expect him to be a bit more of a, again a bit of a utility player where he does move around a little bit, but he does pick up injuries as well. So yeah. there's that to consider. But my biggest concern about the back line is um, is, is experience really. Mm. Yeah, I know we've got Perch there, but Faz is still still pretty young. Um, I know we brought in Hewitt, but I still probably feel like we need one, not old player, but one with a little bit more experience than, than being too young, if that makes sense. Hewitt's definitely one of those, Cam, isn't he? That's, that it will be time will tell with him because when you you know, you know look at his stats and things like that, and it was part of a defence last year that were relegated from um, Skybet League 2. And it, it, it's one of those things, isn't it, where that does linger a little bit it's like a little bit of a bad smell so he's really got to come in and, and hit the ground running and like Nathan said um, you know he's still relatively youngish um, we've only really got James Perch in that experienced position and we said, we've said it time and time again on this podcast that one thing we want to see whenever it's a transfer window is a commanding centre half um, with experience who can just come in not every ball doesn't have to be the quickest doesn't have to be you know the most the, the as good with his feet but someone that can command and lead and I don't think we've brought that in yet yes we've got Perch but I still think we need that one little jigsaw piece in there yeah um, I say I can't even pluck a name out the only th- the only one I keep thinking of is Sweeney, but not the one you keep thinking of. Um, Dan Sweeney from Forest Green. I'd, I'd quite highly rate him, to be fair, if I'm totally honest. Did well at Barnet, got his move to Forest Green, did particularly well there. Played is he, the most is he games not for him. Sweeney's brother? Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Is that um, the, that's the only real reason that you thought of him. 
No, no, he's he's just a genuinely just a decent player. I think it's it's that he's got the experience. He's done it. At, at, um, he did well, quite well at Barnet. Yes, they were a mid-table team, but mm. Barnet, uh, Barnet, yeah. at the end of the day, um, and he's done well. At, he's done well at Forest Green. Obviously, they made the playoffs, and and yes, it was a a poor defensive performance in the second leg, but that was just a mental game in general. Um, but it's just that cross between youth and experience, and it's just, especially at a time where it's it's very much because of the pandemic, it's still very much a seller's market because you don't want to let your best players go, but you don't want to be if you are going to sell them, you're going to want to sell them for a decent amount. So it's it, it's going to be difficult to bring someone in. But uh, yeah, like Nathan said and you said, it's it's a left back, I think, or at least a left footed centre-back that can kind of flip between the two, because obviously Perch can play right-side centre-back and right-back, that mixture between the two, but I think it's going to be difficult to get someone in, but we have still got a month and a bit till the start of the season, so who knows what Clough's got up his sleeves, and it depends honestly what Sharp can do as as an agent, and and just see what happens, really. It's, It's hard to tell what's going to happen. Yeah, let's just hope that any of those agents aren't the same agent that has Tom Naylor on his books. That that whole situation, Nate, absolutely farcical. That's that's agents in football. That's money ruining the game there, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it, it, it says a lot where for you know for Nigel Clough to come out publicly and basically lay into him, really. Uh, not not Naylor such, but you know into the into the agent. So it clearly uh, clearly upset Nigel, um, and you can quite clearly see see why so but that you know it's frustrating it is it is football and um you know there's probably been more occasions than that over this over the years that we've not been told about so uh we all know nigel likes to be honest with us as much as it as much as he can so uh, at the end of the day this that's what football is these things can happen and that's why you have a plan b and a plan c but the the most important thing is is that this has happened that happened at the what start of june rather than deadline day so there's um at least we're not end up in sort of the mess that we kind of got ourselves in a little bit in January. So there's a silver lining there. Yeah, I think we're still perhaps learning lessons from that a little bit, Cam, that, that deadline day. Because I think if you if you sort of look back as well, I think uh, potentially the whole bringing in um, the young keeper on loan um, from Wolves Pardington, I think that might have been in line with potentially Stett going somewhere. It's and then we didn't bring in the targets we wanted to. Uh, I find it quite funny and ironic that actually all that hype that we were going to sign that you know the Burton players, we've been linked with neither of them, neither Brayford nor Aikens in in this window thus far. Until we've said it on this podcast, of course, and now the Twitter accounts will will start to to twirl and, and swirl and, and tweet. Yeah, uh, it's a weird one because obviously we were heavily linked with them as well. As soon as pretty much Clough came in, it was like, oh, they, they're going to sign in January and then it's, oh, they're going to sign in the summer. And I think Aikens was out of contract. But then again, you look at him and like, the players that we've brought in are probably actually better. Even just on paper, they are. I mean, I'd, I'd say they're I'd, definitely I'd be better. I'm for, for, for Brayford. Um, yeah, I'd take Brayford. Yeah, that, that I mean, we are strong in that area, but I think it, it, it would have been another good little option uh, for us. So... But Aikens, possibly not. I mean, we weren't that keen on him in January, were we, as a, as a podcast? So, um, yeah, so, you know, I, I, I don't think we'd... 
I think there's better options out there now. The only thing is, I th- I'm going to throw something into the mix, it's whether someone wants our players as well. You look at someone like George Lapsley, Ollie Clark, two relatively decent performers last season. You've always got to be looking over your shoulder. Is someone going to be coming to poach our players that aren't necessarily on the transfer uh, list? It's a good point, did, did we expect Danny Rose to go last last summer? We didn't, did we? So, well, exactly. I just exactly, said that for that like, reason. You've got to be thinking like just the, even if it's just a contingency plan. Just thinking like we've got to just make sure that if we are gonna let players go, we've got to make sure we replace them with equal ability, if not better. And I don't want to sound like a like uh, uh, like doom and gloom and uh, a pessimist like Craig usually does. Whoa, but, uh, whoa, whoa! I have left. Shot fired. Here we go. But I mean, we, one of to, one of us was proved right. But we've got to we've got to just plan ahead just in case because you never know. Football's a funny game. It is. Who we've got strikers wise? So just to go through who the we now list. have in the building. Is it four? Uh, Lee, Bowery, yeah. uh, Hawkins, Hawkins, Johnson, and Johnson. I guess, can, yeah. I guess Lapsley's playing up there. And Tyrese can go. Up Tyrese and, and Clay's and playing. Of course, we've got Josh Scott uh, in there, the youngster. Jimmy Knowles will be coming home uh, or be back True. now uh, as well. So um, probably six. Um, I think seven options. Uh, Bowery, Reed. Uh, the two new boys, um, Perch, not sorry, not Perch, uh, Knowles and uh, Knowles and, and and Scott. I don't know why Perch is in my head. Knowles and uh, Knowles and Scott, and then of course uh, Sinclair there as well. So I've got, I think we've got seven options, I'm, and I think you can I'm gonna probably be, take two of those out. I'm going to be slightly controversial. I might as well. Let's get it. Let's get the podcast started. I'm still not sure whether Reed's going to be good enough, based on last season when he was given a lot of opportunities. That's my only question mark about this season going forward. So, I, 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 if if going back to I think was it Richard's question, how many do we need? Yeah, I'm but... gonna, I'm gonna say one more striker as well. If we if we're realistic about that's thing, if, you, you if look the aim at is it. promotion, one more striker. Yeah, you look at it and in the last what month, two months of football, we created we had hundred and hundred and shots. Well, I think I think now's a good time actually to throw it over to, to Nigel Clough actually because he was talking after the um, you know the the signing of uh, Johnson talking about being prolific in and around the box and he threw out some interesting stats. So let's hear from the Stags boss uh, and let's hear his take on the signing of Johnson, on the goal situation, and on a few other things as well. Here is Stags boss. Nigel Clough. We needed somebody of this type. It's a mentality thing as well. That you, I think somebody like him goes on the pitch thinking he's going to score a goal and they want to score a goal. And our strikers work their socks off Jordan and, and Reedy. But I don't think they go on the pitch with that intention all the time. And I think they do a lot of work for the team. But we needed somebody with that, I don't know, a streak of selfishness maybe, who thinks, I'm going to score a goal when I go on the pitch today. We scored a fair few goals. That wasn't. We just didn't score enough proportionally of the chances we created. You think you know, in the last five games we had something like 100 shots, uh, and even in the last two, 48. Uh, I think he scored his 19 goals. He was telling us off something like 62 efforts, uh, which is a pretty good ratio. If we sign the players that we want, and people say, "Oh, hopefully you're going to be up there," if we get the squad that we want, 
we'll, we'll all sort of have that expectation uh, and we'll welcome it. If you give us a choice at the moment between a striker and a central defender, we'll, we'll take another striker because we have got Rawson, Hewitt and Perch, all, uh, all who can play centre-half. Uh, so it was going to be a big signing for us and one we were excited about, uh, but we move on. Uh, you know, and the one thing it was, it was a heavy deal for us in terms of you know it was going to it was going to be our highest paid player as you would expect uh, from uh, getting a captain from Portsmouth in League One. Uh, but as I say we we move on and we go for we go for somebody else now. Do have two or three, you know, uh, well three, you know, we've got Rowling uh, and we've got Corey O'Keefe and we've got Marek Steck, uh, all who are looking for fresh clubs at the moment with a year left on the contract. So we're conscious that. Until maybe one of those goes, uh, one of those, at least one of those, uh, we'll probably stick with what we've got after these signings. Uh, you know, the club paid a small fee for him, uh, so you know he's, he's actually still under contract for another year. So we'll, we'll see what's out there. But uh, if, if there's something he wants to play role in, and he did from the, the day we came in, he said, "I want to get in the team," and you know, uh, so it's understandable. So we can't guarantee him that place. Nigel Clough speaking a few weeks ago to I Follow Stace. You can watch that interview in full plus. All of the interviews in full with all of the new signings um, as well on mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow some great interviews on there as well. Plus uh, a little bit, an excellent bit actually with uh, um, uh, Mansfield 103.2 and, to- and uh, uh, the, the chairman John Radford who was speaking from Portugal. Some good stuff on there as well. Uh, Nigel Clough there, Nate, uh, obviously uh, talking about Johnson, talking about the Naylor situation. Obviously this is a f- couple of weeks ago when, when he was talking. Um, and about those going out of the building, pretty much says that it, it's going to be almost like it was in January now in terms of we might get one more, but after that it, it's going to be only when others go out. So we, again, we're in that situation of um, you know waiting for others uh, to come in. Hopefully, though, with it being a summer transfer in window rather than the January one, uh, that you know that movement will be a little bit more fluid. Yeah, um, we just hope that. You know, we're not waiting until nearing transfer deadline day. So as 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 much as you know, we probably will still offload those players if it does come to say deadline day, for example, or or very close to it. I do think we would let them go to obviously move them on to to other clubs and to also free up the the wage wage bill. But that would then cause problems of trying to bring in uh, you know a replacement. So or or additional strength into the team. I don't think it'll be a like for like replacement, but it'd be strengthening the squad, wouldn't it? So um so yeah, hopefully with it being the summer, we're not gonna be in that sort of treacherous place like we are in January where things are a little bit more desperate and last minute. Um, you know, hopefully we get good time to uh to utilise the the funds that are freed up if if that does happen. Yeah, fingers crossed. It would depend on what funds are brought in as well. Let's move away from talking about um, players then, uh, Cam. Obviously, the, the fixtures are out now as well. Always an exciting day when the fixtures come out. It just makes things, you know, feel a little bit more real, feel a little bit more, um, you know, like the, you know, you're just around the corner, like things are getting uh, a little bit more back to normal. Um, oh, you know, Bristol Rovers at home first, relegated side. Um, Newport away, obviously, the first away game, typical. Um, as well, but it's just good, isn't it, to ha- to have um, dates on the calendar and and hopefully both Boris and the EFL say it's all right as you were a couple of seasons ago, home and away. Let's go. Well, let's hope so. I think by August we should be we should be clear. I I don't really know. That's the thing they keep banging. They keep saying 
Um, the link between deaths and hospitalization and cases is all broken. The cases are going up, but hospitalizations and deaths are going down. So I think that's that's a positive thing because it's now just becoming sort of like in a way as dangerous as the flu. So it's kind of like it gives us that that chance to open things up. And let's hope that by at least the, the 19th of July, we can get up and go into full pre-seasons um, by, well, by the 5th is what they're planning as well. Maybe by then it should be um, Monday that announced that if it is going to happen. If not, it's the 19th, so we miss a couple of pre... Well, we wouldn't miss the pre-seasons, but it would be reduced capacity. So we're starting to head in the right direction, but it gives us time that we can then get to see... At least we'll get to see the squad play at some point. Because we're not, they're not going to put us in a full lockdown again. We're going to actually going to be able to go to pre-season at least. So football's back. What do you do? Let's just get a team together and then just go out and enjoy pre-season and just get some games and just go to as many as possible. Really. And, I mean, I'm really looking forward to that first game of the season. Although it's going to be a be a tough one with, with Bristol Rovers, obviously relegated and they, they weren't awful last season they were still quite strong and they, they you know so you know they'll, they'll be fancying their chances to bounce back and if if we are if there are no restrictions you know you expect them to come and, and sell out that way and so and and because a lot of fans have been you know certainly our fans anyway we didn't get any football in person last season so i'd like to think that we'd get a, a very good return as well uh in the one call in, in the in the homestand so uh Atmosphere-wise, I mean, what a day that that will be if it does plan out how we hope it does. Yeah, it would be. It would be absolutely brilliant. I mean, season ticket sales are going well as well. Um, uh, there were a little bit of controversy over the price, though, wasn't there? I just think some people on this panel were just a little bit bitter that they just, you know, just just couldn't hit the price. On the- I don't, I don't understand how it's worked, but I've got my season ticket. I bit the bullet and just did it anyway. I just don't understand how you can give one group of supporters a discount and others not I, I don't think it's fair personally but whatever well, well, I'll take you to the pub on the first game and get your pint a bitter you know. yeah that's absolutely I mean it's it's going to be a great one I'm really looking forward to that yeah I am looking forward to pre-season of course I am because being able to go back and watch a game is great I'm fortunate um, you know over the last year or so over the last year that I've actually I've been able to see football in person albeit through you know the job which I do um, but it's not the same of course it's not the same because you're in work mode and pre-season's not the same either because it has a different vibe it's not as it's not as charged it's not as competitive uh, it'd be great to see everybody and see the social side of things but honestly the, the, I think there's two occasions which I'm looking forward to walking into the one call for that Coventry game will be great. Going to get your, your, your seat again and, and meeting up with everyone. But that first game back um, at home, walking through, seeing the pitch, um, getting your seat back, seeing it back to normal, that's going to be great. And I'm, I'm really, really focused on that. Slightly annoyed, though, that we've got two Tuesday night trips. The fixture calendar has been relatively kind to us, but it's put two Tuesday night games in 2021, both of which I'd need annual leave for, I've got one day's annual leave left. 100% record, <laughs> chaps. It's in, it's in jeopardy. You might, have to, yeah, yeah, you might be getting a cold conveniently. I don't know. I've got to self-isolate for 10 days. <laughs> <It's> just, Already. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm quite happy with fixtures. It, it works out quite nicely. And we, I think the one important thing is that we are playing Newport first game away, but we are playing him in August. So at least the pitch should be in decent quality. Yeah. And if you look, you know, they have been quite positive. entertaining games, haven't they? Let's be honest. Yeah, when we have played them at the start of the season, this it's never really been a dull game, has they? So there is that to to throw in the mix as well with Newport. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I guess you know the, it's been kind of if if you're looking for like weekends away and that disappointing that Torquay didn't come up, but. Exeter... When do we play Notts County and Chesterfield? I'm just struggling to find. No, I can't see that on my calendar, mate. Uh, no, I mean, it's no. a little bit irrelevant, isn't it? Yeah, must yeah. still be not me. Yeah. Never mind, move, carry on. Exeter, yeah, yeah proper yeah. football teams. So, Exeter, uh, if you're looking for like a weekend away, obviously, Torquay didn't come up, which is a shame, but Exeter's in Devon. It's in October. Holiday homes, you know, caravans for the Great. weekend might be, uh, you know, a little bit cheaper because it's towards the back end of their, their season. You know, it you could be a be potential nice, road trip. You know, you know, you get you two, you, you, Nathan, you get a babysitter sorted. Be fine. Cam Udich Uni work for for a couple of days. Mansfield matters on tour. But also, you go the other way, all Isle away, Easter weekend. Go to the Lake was... District. Yeah, and that one can either be red hot or snowing, but yeah, exactly. Better than a Tuesday <laughs> night, isn't it? For, <laughs> for, um, for, for Carlisle. So that that I did see that one. I thought that's quite a good one. Hopefully, we get yeah, the track bank holiday the Monday. Yeah, yeah, bank holiday. We play Sutton on Good Friday and then Carlisle away on Bank Holiday Monday. So, not bad fixtures there. And we start and finish at home? Yes. Forest Green, isn't it, the last home game? Yes, the last away game is um, them who shall not be named. Them who? Because you two will start banging on about it. Who is it? Oh, it's Salford. It's going to be Salford, isn't it? Is it Salford? Yeah. Yeah. Salford matters the season. Yeah, I've got the interesting one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I think it'd be a good, a good game. That be a good game. Um, you know, obviously we'll get stuck into that a little bit more as, as time goes on. Uh, we've not got a lot of time left. We wanted to do like a bit of a catch up. We've caught up a little bit on um, and fixtures, but you know there there is still a bit of time to go before pre season uh, and before the season starts um, in full as well. Obviously, uh, seventeen oh. days uh, to go before pre-season starts the first pre-season fixture uh, 42 days until the season in full starts the sky bet league two campaign but should i try and get you a little bit fired up for the new campaign what do you reckon should i try and see whether you know oh, just man. you know get the get the oh, taste I mean, buds going a little worth bit worth a try isn't it it's worth a try well this <laughs> is a combination of the players that have joined us so far in the summer ahead of the new campaign The lads have taken to me really well, and I'm just, I'm just really happy to to sign permanently now. Like I said, I've really enjoyed my time. The football we played over the last few months has been so, so enjoyable. Um, the lads have obviously taken to me really well, and I and enjoy playing with them. Um, but like I said, it's it's all now next season. Obviously, the lads are a good football inside them. I, I know what the manager's about. You know, we we played a lot of good stuff under Burton with with the manager. The level of quality is really good for this league, but you know we've got to take that on now to next season and and do it over the course of a full season. 
delighted to be and I look forward to the season. Like you say, a prolific goal scorer. Um, I back myself to score goals wherever I go. Yeah, I had offers uh, in this league and above. Um, but what came down is what ticks all the boxes for me at this moment in my career. I'm 28, I want to experience something positive uh, and this ticks all those boxes. I've had a few seasons in Scotland and then obviously I've had a full season in League 2 last year and scored uh, quite a few goals from uh, not many chances. So um, I do back myself, I put pressure on myself to score those goals and I believe that um, I'm, I'm hitting the prime of my career now that I can uh, kick on. The age I am, I want to go out and play football and, and prove to people I'm a good player and, and especially go to a team that, like you say, are looking to get promoted. I've heard of obviously Nigel Clough and I've um, had friends and players, ex-players who's played for him and, and told me um, his style and the way he is and, and really it suits me. I'm sort of an, still an old-fashioned sort of centre-forward target man and like the balls in the box and like the balls get forward and, and just cause a bit of havoc and, and he, he the way he's come across and explained things is it looks like that, that chance is going to be there for me and there's a lot of teams out there with modern day football want to play and pass out from the back and do this and that so it, it, it could be a real chance to get the best out of me. The desire, the club's going in the right direction like it's going up, it's going up and it's going up like since November it's been, since the gaffer came in it's promised so that's all that matters really. I'm a young keeper so I needed the games more than anything and I think that was the most important thing to develop my career. I'm loud, crosses, I'd like to hope that just, just being a character and keeping the ball out and that's the most important thing to me. However it's done, I'd like to hope so, just get games in and yeah, really, really be passionate for the club and give everything I've got. I'm coming here and I want to lead, I want to, I want to help people, I want to be helped, I want people to teach me and lead me through and I want to help others as a, like, as a goal. All of those players are speaking to iFollow Stags. You can hear more from them. Full interviews on mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. Fired up a little bit, Nathan. Nathan Bishop is the one for me. He's really enthusiastic in his interview. Yeah, it's a strange one to be excited to see a goalkeeper, isn't it? Cause normally the exciting one, exciting sort of prospects are the, your strikers and your fair players. But no, I think, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what, um, you know, sort of, his goalkeeping style and seeing how he fits into our team and hopefully we can help us along to a lot of clean sheets throughout the season. We've been one, needing them for a one while. Thing, one thing that strikes me about Bishop is that you look at his social media when he was announced that he was joining us and you've got such like your, your Mason Greenwoods, your David De Gea's, your Diego mm. Dallos and all that. Your, your top level Man United players actually like yeah. all all the best bro this that and the other and it's like it just shows that he is actually he's not just at man united to make up the numbers he's very much part of their their first team and he hasn't played all that much in the last year or so because firstly there's not been a full structured youth setup but he's very much just been involved in the match day team as well warming I think up that with the players it kind of shows he doesn't shy away doesn't it i think it kind of shows yeah. that even at manchester united around all those um, our sort of personalities and big personalities there. He's not. It comes across to me that he hasn't gone there and just shied away in a corner and just tried to keep himself to himself. I think he, I think he, he comes across as having the personality and the confidence to, to mix with those sort of people. Which I think, going back to our very early discussion earlier, sort of about him joining us lately. I think because of he has those sort of personality traits that should hopefully not make it should compensate for the fact that he misses the first bit of our pre-season so yeah i think for me it's probably one of the most uh 
exciting signs we've made so far, made this summer. Yeah, certainly. So I'm certainly excited about the prospect of uh, of him coming. It'd be interesting to see how that uh, develops. It'd be interesting to see who else we bring in as well. Um, I think we should talk about our own signing now. I think it's time to uh, to move on from football. I think it, it's time. Um, to, to reveal something very, very exciting. Now, you guys know um, that I've been watching and that this is the third consecutive Saturday in a row that we've done a podcast. The last two weeks we've had some Stag Stories episodes. Adam Rundle last week was fantastic, wasn't it, Nath? Yeah, really enjoyed that. There was a couple of stories in there that I really didn't expect. So, uh, no, it was a good one. Yeah, and uh, also, um, before that, Andy White as well was brilliant. Yeah, that was another good one. Uh, throwing back the years to our glory days. We haven't experienced many of those, have we? But uh, it was a, a really, really nice chap, actually. It was a really insightful sort of uh, look of it sort of after football as well, as well as his career with us. Yeah, and, you know, um, we, we've, we're planning something with him, which is separate. We'll talk about that next year because that's a long time away. Um, as a result of the Adam Runder one, a little bit of controversy, a certain Mr. Palmer piping up on social media. Have you seen all this, Cam? I have yes, and this is this is one this of the isn't one the signing ways. by the way. This is not the signing. This, we've got better. We've got something to really ramp it up. But go on. Yeah, it's it's worth hanging around for. So definitely stay for the next five or so minutes. Uh, yeah, the cotton part. I'm not 100 percent sure how I feel about this one. It's going to be really interesting what he actually has to talk about. Because obviously, it's very much. Um, it's very in a lot of stags mind. He's very much in the same sort of realm as uh, a certain Mr. Keith Haslam. And it'll be interesting what we actually get to know about, because obviously we know other things from uh, your Mickey Boldings, your your Richie Barkers, when we spoke about this in the past. Now the shoe's very much on the other foot. We're going to hear what um, somebody else thinks about him and someone that's... more size on the the positive side of, of Keith Aslam. I never thought I'd say the words Keith Aslam and positive in the same sentence, but it's going to be an interesting one. It's definitely worth tuning into in a, in a few weeks' time. Yeah, it's not recorded yet. Um, due to scheduling conflicts and things like that, we've not managed to record it yet. He wanted to record it this morning at like 6am. Not a chance. Um, <laughs> I, was, I got back late last night. No chance I was going to do that. Um, anyway... Um, there's a couple of reasons for doing it. We've always spoke, actually, this thing it's, it's fair to say about, you know, would we ever have him on as a guest? And we've always sort of said it'd be, it, it might work because we know it'd be controversial, but we might get some, you know, it, it might get a good uh, bit of a reaction. I think people do genuinely want to know. A um, couple of things to sort of to sort of say on, on the Palmer thing. And the first one is everybody's got a right to reply and I shoulder a little bit of blame for the way it sort of kicked off a little bit last week because Adam Rundle told a, a story which basically said I got Cotton Palmer sacked and we used that as the episode title now obviously we're, we're not nobody thinks that that actually is, is true but it just relates to a story in which Adam Rundle told which was very very funny on the podcast and obviously it's a little bit of clickbait so I take responsibility for that Carlton has a right to reply, and of course he does, um, and has clearly watched the episode and listened to the episode in full, because there's other bits he picks up on in private messages and stuff, which he which is is highlighted and, and things, which is fine. So everybody's got a right to reply. 
People have seen that he replied publicly on Twitter and have put it on websites and social media saying, we want to see this. And I think on that basis, Nath, by the virtue of, pe virtue of people saying, we want to see this, that is why we are going to record the episode. Yeah, I, I don't see don't see why not, really. If um, you know, people do want to want to hear from that, you know, it's um, it, it'll be a different... I guess a bit of a different style of the podcast we've we've previously well stag stories that we've previously previously done, but he is um you know, some people well most people don't like him, some might, but it's in the day he's still part of the history of uh, of Mansfield Town. So um either way it'll be a, an interesting listen, even if you agree or or disagree. So um yeah, uh, good luck producing that one, Craig. I'll leave that one to you, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave you that one. I'll yeah. There. I mean, it, it was, um, I mean all joke aside, I mean, I did. Um, I slightly had a chat with my dad about this. Uh, he, he saw about it as well uh, from, from from it being shared and, and things like that. Um, and I said, the difficulty is, Dad, is you know, we normally come on and start a podcast or stag stories by talking about all the positive things like that. I was like, and I'm a little bit struggling, like, not sure what to go with. And he did give me a positive, so um, there is something that we can can throw out there and i'm sure colin palmer will have a lot more to say he, he, he'll, he'll certainly think a lot more positives but yeah there was there was one or two yeah and i've we've we've me and Colin have, have spoken privately um about recording and we've we've basically settled on a, on a few things you know it's it's his opportunity to talk about why he resigned and why he left the club and we're basically saying that you know relationship with the ex-chairman aside that's not what he's there to talk about and anything that he does talk about that will be taken out because it's just not it, it's just not what we as a podcast and a group want to give airtime to and it's not why we've agreed to invite him as a guest on the show so it will be talking about his um, career his uh, time at the Stags why he left the club uh, and a few other bits and bobs as well maybe a few few stories and, and, and things like that but uh, you know, it, it's basically to give him a right reply. So that'll be coming up in a few weeks' time. I've got a few other stag stories planned as well to take us up to pre-season. More on those uh, when uh, when we get them recorded. But we've got something even bigger, haven't we, Cam? This is going to make your day. Oh, it is. It, I was. I will admit, I was very excited when you said in the group that we'd got this person. He is... Um, Possibly the greatest Stags player I have ever seen play. He, That's a he big is a claim. legend. That's a in very big every claim. sense of the world. That's oh, a... I mean, compared to you guys, I have not seen that many great players because when I started worst first watching Stags, we were, my my friends, dog shite. Mm. To be fair. I mean, I've, so, I've, I've got really, I mean, I am excited, but I, I thought I missed a message. Here, guys. It's, it's Chris Greenacre, just, just right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course. But, <laughs> but before your time, was it? It's, yeah, it was. It, it's going to be an interesting one because it's it's going to be a lot about the, the development of the club over a few years and then just how everything transpired. And it, it's going to be such an honour to, to, to produce that and, and to bring that to, to everybody. And we're not 100 percent sure how it's going to work yet. So oh, we I'll are, we are, we are. I I do have more details. But first, shall we reveal who it is? Shall we reveal who is going to be um, our guest for Legends Live Two? Yes, go for it. Oh, quite, please. Quite simply, this guy. Stags. Oh, how close are they going to come to finding a late winner? 
I actually think they can get it. I think it'll be dramatic. I think they'll get it. I believe. Do you believe, Mansfield Town fans, if you do, start singing and back your side and draw them in as Marriott launches forward again. Reed is the target, flicked on it, might try and fall. But Green is out of the box, yes! Matt Green has won it for Mansfield Town! Yes! Come on! Mansfield at the top of the table, the fans are on the pitch, and Matt Green gets his second goal of the game. It's Hereford 1, Mansfield Town 2, and that's the goal which could win Mansfield Town the league. The Stacks fans go berserk. As do the press, what a dramatic goal! I said it would come, and Madrid has found it! Come on! Yes! Oh my goodness, Matthew Green, you beautiful man! You beautiful man! We are absolutely delighted to announce that Matt Green will be our guest for Legends Live 2. It will take place in the Kevin Birdsway at the One Course Stadium at a time and date to be confirmed. We're obviously waiting on restrictions and things like that. It will all be in aid of the Mind Mental Health charity. Tickets will be £5 each and you will also have the opportunity to get yourself some merch as well to further give to charity. Every penalty, penal, uh, penny we raise will be, I'm so excited, will be uh, going to the charity. So Matt Green will be joining us for Stag Stories Legends Live 2 at the Kevin Bird Suite at the One Call Stadium. Time and date to be confirmed. Please with that one, Nath. Ah, oh, massively. I know I uh, joked a little bit about Chris Greenacre, but um, Matt Green, you could argue he's, he was even more influential because he got us out of the hardest league possible and who knows where we'd be without him. So what a what a player and what a man for, for Green to come on and, and share his stories with everyone. I can't wait for it. I have to say as well, full credit to him, I messaged him with, and within maybe five minutes, maybe even less of me messaging him, straight away the reply was, yes, I'd absolutely love to. Um, we spoke for a while um, about, you know, his time. And the interesting thing as well is, Cam, he's come, you know, he's been a guest before, not on our podcast, but in, in the bar before, um, you know, prior to his second spell. But he came back and then he had, you know, another two seasons at, at the club, um, which he's not spoke about since, he, you know, then went on to Lincoln and, and what have you. So um, I'm sure he'll have some stories about Stevens as well, Evans and all of that stuff as well. So really, really looking forward to, to having him on. Um, going to be a really, really great night. And what's most important as well, you know, it, it's for charity. Last time it was an absolutely fantastic event for the Alzheimer's Society. Uh, this time it's going to be for Mind. And I think after the year and a bit we've had and with fans being allowed back into grounds and getting all together again, I think it's very, very apt that uh, we've chosen that charity to uh, to support this fantastic event definitely i think we uh, mind the official efl uh, partner charity as well so it's it, it's something that's that's getting getting onto the end of people's tongues it's getting into their minds and people are talking about it more and mental health has obviously been something that's taken a massive hit in the last 18 19 months it, it's been awful for a lot of people and if it, I, I know we're only a small group of supporters and as a general and and, and if everything that we raise will be muchly appreciated and it all but it'll add to the fantastic work that they're already doing and the money that we're already raising through all the means and it's just going to add to that and if it helps one person then that's that's brilliant because it's something that needs to be addressed it's something that needs extra help and if we can add to that then that's fantastic and especially because 
we actually get to do a live event as well mm. and we obviously we spoke about it and we didn't want it to be a podcast we didn't want it to mm. just be us three or us four me uh, simon included obviously we didn't want it to be that because it's just that it's the sort of guest that you don't because we're gonna have guests from the audience we're gonna we're gonna have all sorts and it's gonna be fantastic and and let's hope that the restrictions ease because the sooner we can bring it to you the better but obviously we're gonna plan it and we're gonna make sure it's done properly and we're yeah. gonna have um proper pa it's gonna be properly organized and it, you're not doing it's it just then no <laughs> at you. but it's going to be it's going to be a fantastic night it's going to raise some brilliant money and we're going to get some fantastic stories from matt especially from uh firstly talking about that commentary but secondly you are not playing that commentary on the spell? night you are not playing it i'm in control i've got i will be in control of the desk so you never know but it's going to be brilliant and i'm very excited and, and absolutely privileged to be mm. able to be part of of the group that's hmm. going to be bringing that to to all the supporters yeah very much so a uh, couple of thank yous and shout outs to give actually as well on that um first and foremost to uh, the ssa who are going to be supporting the event it's going to be in association with them uh, for their 20th year anniversary uh, and then to uh, to paul and laura at the club who were uh, got back to us straight away when we were looking for a venue um, and suggested the Kevin Bird suite. Obviously we did it in Sandy's last time but it's changed since then and it just doesn't suit a podcast setup that we want. So we're going to do it in, in the Kevin Bird suite. Um, a big thank you to everybody as well who got involved in the um, the questionnaire we put out. We really wanted to get a scope and a feel for how you guys wanted this event brought to you and a lot of you sort of suggested you know that you that you'd rather have it live in person so that's exactly what we've done and also that you'd be happy to pay uh, a five pound ticket fee for that all of that will go to charity we'll do some merch uh, some new mansfield matters mugs we've got a few uh, of the the posters um of that that goal the commentary from that goal which will get matt to sign and a few other bits and bobs as well which will raise money for for, for a great cause um very important i think what cam says is absolutely spot on we are waiting until the restrictions are eased and lifted before we get a date set in stone and also we're waiting on uh, the reason we're doing that is obviously because we want to get as many of you guys in as possible we've seen so many people put in such hard work um theater companies especially to try and put on events and get people back together only to be hit by this restriction or that restriction so we're just waiting for it to ease a little bit more before we announce something we're hopeful uh, for some time in august but we'll wait and see and we're also that will also depend on matt's situation with the club he is a free agent at the moment um, so you never know a third spell could be on the cards but um, we're also you know we're just waiting for that as well so we've got to take that into consideration uh, but we are going to be bringing you legends live 2 with matt green in the kevin bird suite um this year hopefully fingers crossed definitely this year i'm going to say definitely this year um to raise money for the mental health charities full details on that will be coming out very very soon indeed other than that that's pretty much it from from us uh, for now make sure you get your tickets for that when they go on sale really looking forward to it um as well more stag stories coming up in in future weeks as well um we're on the countdown now until the first pre-season friendly nath 
Do you think it'll, it's going to be a quiet couple of weeks for the Stags, or do you think things are going to start slowly fading up and heating up over the next couple of weeks as Nigel Clough looks to get his, his side finalised and together? Personally, I think it'll be the latter. I think he'll want the majority of it done early. Yeah, I think I think it'll be a bit of a, a slow build-up now. I would say we'd, mm. we've gone through the signings and how many we're expecting, and I think unless we do manage to shift the two or three of those out that are sort of on the transfer list, then... Um, probably only expect one more in until until that happens. So, be a slow build up, but it'd be be nice when uh, they're all back in uh, for training and regular content interviews and all that sort of stuff comes back mm-hmm. in. Then you then you know the the build ups coming for the for the start of the season and and the well start of pre season really. So, uh, yeah, slow build up. I'm I'm guessing. Cam, what are you uh, expecting over the next couple of weeks? What are you looking forward to? Is there a point in your head where you say that's where I want to be? Um, I'd expect it might be unless there is a signing out the blue because I can't really think of anyone that we've particularly been linked with at the moment now I think we've we've got everybody that we have been linked with um, so expecting a couple few couple, uh, couple of weeks quiet maybe um, unless something obviously comes out the blue but just building towards that pre-season and that first away game um at, I believe it's Retford, the first one. Yeah. But that's, um, that one will be in the restrictions, I think, unless they change that. But even though, either way, fans will probably be able to go, yes, it'll be reduced, but <clears throat> we're building to it. And obviously, we'll pro- obviously do more podcasts as, as time goes on. Obviously, we've got Carlton Palmer one coming up. Whenever that gets done, that'll be out in a, a, maybe a month or a couple of weeks' yeah. time. But I'm hoping to record we, it next week, but he's also not in the UK, so that's that's posing a bit yeah. of an issue with the time difference. But we'll see what, what it is goes. difficult. But we have got we have obviously got other things. Obviously, we've got I know we've done a little pre-season preview already, but we've still got a couple of weeks, and and things could change. So obviously, we'll we'll be back, and then let's hope that restrictions mm. ease, and we can finally get some full full capacity football, and then. Let's get Matt Green back to the one call and 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 really grill him about his time at the Stag and get the the good and juicy stories from him. You're so excited about that, aren't you? So excited. It's it's diff it's different level because things that we've done in the past have always been players that I've obviously I saw John John Delary play more, I saw Adam Murray, I saw obviously Paul Cox being the manager, but. Just when you, when I talk about stuff like legends, the the only real one that I've seen play is Matt Green and and Adam Murray, and I've and we've already and done Alex Murray, McDonald. so shut it, you. <laughs> and so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because it, this, obviously we've done it. The Stags have done it before, um, in the uh, in the Sandy Pate, and it was great and. But we've got so many stories that we've now we now don't know. I'm sure there's many from his his two years at being at Mansfield after that. And then obviously even how do you even be interested to hear stories about how his move to Lincoln came about mm. and what that was like? Because it's still a big part of his career. Obviously doing getting us out of the conference was a was a massive thing. But doing it again with Lincoln and then uh going on that journey with them, uh is I'd jump something I'd quite like to hear about as well. So um yeah, looking forward to that, definitely. Absolutely. More details on that to come. But that is it from me, Nathan and Cam, for this week. Thanks, as always, for joining us.
pre-season is just around the corner. Tuesday the 13th of July is when it all gets going again, when football is back. Retford United away, 7.45 for that one. 16th of July, it's Matlock away, 7.30. 23rd of July, a stacked 11 head for Alfton. And then on the 24th, it's a trip to Paul City. Tuesday the 27th, back at home for the first time at the One Call Stadium. Coventry City are the visitors. And then Baseford away on Wednesday the 28th. The season kicks off on the 7th of August. A home game against Bristol Rovers. We are fully on the countdown and we cannot wait for it all to get started. Make sure you check out our social media channels at, at MTFC Matters on Twitter and on Facebook and our website www.mtfcmatters.co.uk for more details on upcoming stag stories, upcoming blogs, all of the good stuff uh, and all the other bits in between as well. For now though, stay safe, get your marker pens out, get your calendars ready. The countdown is on. Pre-season and football is back. And we can't wait. Why? Because Mansfield matters. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, head eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.